0: Hello and welcome to the Limping Helpers podcast. My name is T, and it's so wonderful to have you here again on the podcast. You know we're in the What About season, and um, so far I feel like, or I believe God has been taking us on the trail of the Holy Spirit, helping us understand the Holy Spirit. And today will not be any different. Today we'll just be talking about the fundamental truths about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Um, I feel like it is something that, well, it's something that we have made out of reach with regards to how we perceive it how we see it so we're just going to be looking at fundamental truths about the baptism now that we have learned why we need the baptism then we need to just learn the fundamental things about the baptism so things like how is it administered or or is it administered in any way or you know is it a promise is it something everyone should want you know something you know just a, a rundown of the baptism of the holy ghost basically just five fundamental truths about it um if you enjoyed this episode please do not forget to like comment share and subscribe and if you're listening on any platform you can just give a comment on there too i would like to know what you think about the episode and i would like to know if it blessed you also and without further ado let's get into the episode And now we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit proper, I feel like. And um, the way I see the baptism of the Holy Spirit is God's love for us. I mean, I see it as God taking every step in time to make sure that he's closer to us. So we call it the progressive nature of the Holy Spirit. So how the Holy Spirit started from the beginning and then how he is with us now it's probably like a progressive nature it has a progressive nature to it, a progressive pattern to it and what do i mean by that i mean in the beginning god would always come down in the cool of the day to talk with adam and eve his creation and um i mean god loves us genuinely like he loves us deeply that's why he created us and so, to me in my head i'm like god liked coming down in the cool of the day after the whole day's work you know adam and eve you know going around calling the antelope the antelope calling the lion the lion you know cutting some grass weeding out some you know some weed and all all them things and um he wanted more i would say it like that he wanted more so he wanted to be with us to be with us more consistently and then we can see that happening a little bit more with the israelites you know having a temple we can see it happening to the prophet and the king having the spirit of god upon them you can see the elders also having the spirit upon them but that that's not really where i'm about i'm about where jesus came down so jesus is god he is 100 man 100 god he is still spirit and to me it's like god is saying i want to be with these people more even though their nature they have fallen off from their real nature. Even though they have sinned against me, I still love them. And I want to be with them more. So Jesus Christ came and then he was with us. He ate with, with, with the people at that time. I would imagine not, not me, obviously. But he ate with the people at that time. He walked around with them. He chatted. He laughed. He cried. He was sad. He was happy. He was elated. He was tired. He was everything. He just basically was with us he was walking with us that's why we call him Emmanuel God with us so God was still like you know what I still want more like Jesus was limited in the sense that he couldn't be everywhere at the same time God is still everywhere at the same time he still sees everything but he was like I want to be everywhere doing things in people at the same time simultaneously like I want to show how powerful i am in a sense like my majesty demands that i love i want more from these people i love or i give more to these people i love and then that's why jesus christ said it is, imp- it, is- it is important that i leave so that the comforter can come to come to you so the Com- comforter can come through you know and um he left he ascended into heaven and not many days after that the bible says in acts 2 from verse 1 it says And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. In that verse 4, I love the verse 4 where it says, and they were filled, they were drenched, they were soaked, they were encompassed, they were embraced with the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's God saying, you know what, I'm going to come, I'm just going to come, I'm just going to be with you, I'm just going to encompass you, I'm just going to protect you, I'm just going to teach you, I'm just going to help you to come back to your original nature so we can both enjoy, so we can both commune properly. And I just feel like that's God's immense show of love towards us like to understand the holy spirit is to also look at love because god is love the holy spirit baptism is not just um, a ritual or a ceremony or a system but it is a measure of god's love towards us it's like i love this person i know this person cannot do the things that are required in his nature because of what he has done because of the sin he has introduced to his life but i will help this person so much that this person will be able to now come to where i'm at there's this analogy a preacher used he said imagine a phd holder wanting to teach uh uh, five people or five people coming to the phd holder saying they want to become phd holders and because he loves them so much he's willing to go back to primary school to learn everything but when he gets to the point of doing the phd instead of just his name he adds every other person's name And so when he adds every other person's name, at the end of the exam, they all come out with the PhD. That's how it is with God. God is like, you can't pay for your sins. I will pay for your sins. And at the end of the day, I will see every one of you as clean. I will see every one of you as holy. I will see every one of you as perfect, walking perfect before me. And, And that's just immense. That's just to show you how much God loves us. Like He's like, I'm not going to leave these people. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I will come to you, he says in the Bible. So imagine the love, the depth of God's love for us. I love the part where it also says that He came on each and every one of them. So that's to tell us, first off, that's the first thing we're even going to be talking about today. It is for every believer. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for every believer. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, look at it this way. If Jesus Christ was unknown, the Bible will say, and the Spirit came upon them and they prophesied or they spoke in tongues or they did both. So for me, I believe that the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes by speaking in tongues. Um, if you look at Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 to 3, Acts chapter 19 from verse 5 and 6, it says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. If you look at other parts, they also tell you they were baptized and then they prophesied. They spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Or, you know, they did either one of two. Um, and uh, even the, the story of, of Cornelius, which we'll come to later, um, says something even more interesting that I love, um, which will bring me to the fourth point the baptism in, in most cases happens by the laying on of hands. in most cases, not in all cases. So you don't necessarily have to have your hands, have hands laid on your head for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Although that was the system then, now I believe you can receive. Even the Bible still has references of that, which is where I was coming to for the story of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 verse 44, where the Bible says, "While Peter yet speak, or while Peter was speaking, the Holy Ghost came upon every one of them. And then that was when he was talking to the Jews that were there. to say, okay, is there any reason why these people shouldn't be baptized in water after they have received the Holy Ghost? Seeing that they have received the Holy Ghost baptism. Because the Bible says they prophesied there. So, it's not necessary that you have to be laid hands upon, but you can receive it just by reading books about the Holy Spirit or listening to messages about them on that topic. Or you can pray for it. can pray for because the bible says that if you ask you receive so if you're willing to receive then you might as well just ask in it and i believe that when you ask you receive if you seek it you'll find it if you knock on the doors of heaven they will open unto you so you can always receive because it is for every believer it's not just for a set of people it's not just for the apostles the preachers the prophets the, the evangelists you know whatever it is for every believer to move in the power of the Holy Ghost finally the baptism of the Holy Spirit like we have been retreating now is a promise and a gift from God it is a promise literally a promise and a gift from God like like I said earlier God loves us so much that he was like you know what I want to give these people a part of me that will help them walk in in, in line and in tandem with my principles with my way that we can then come together and then you know be in sync so to say so it is a promise to every believer i think one of the parts where we'll see you know this promise written boldly is in george chapter 2 28 and 29 where it says and it shall come to pass afterwards that i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will i pour out my spirit i just i just love the holy spirit i just love that this is a promise to me to you to every one of us i love that this is this is a measure another measure of god's love another measure of god wanting more intimacy with us wanting more wanting us to come closer to him the more like i'm and i'm enjoying it i'm loving it this is wonderful to see that there is someone who loves you more than you think the bible says there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother i believe the holy spirit is the perfect example of a friend that sticks closer than a brother because he's not next to you he's not you know far away from you he's literally in you he's in you the deepest parts of you he's there and he's like i am with you i mean jesus christ says i i'm with you even unto the end of the world he was not only just saying it as him jesus christ but as him the holy spirit i mean it's just like immense to see that god is concerned with us he's he's focused on us he's you know his eyes are always on us he's he's so interested in us because he loves us so deeply and intently that he's willing to do all that it takes to ensure that we are saved and we are safe from the pit of hell from the damnation from judgments that will come on the last day and if you're someone listening to me and you're saying you know what i love this whole story of the baptism um, I would like to get it, but I don't think I even know Jesus Christ yet, because I don't think we have that rapport. Or I've not—I <laughs> call it rapport because I love—I love the idea that we converse with God, because that's what happens actually when we pray, and and other times when He speaks to us in our spirit, man. And you're saying I would like to receive this, and um, I don't know how. Well, it's as easy as you accepting Jesus Christ. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, it says, If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Because what? With the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. So if you want that righteousness of God, all you have to do is believe in your heart and repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please accept me into the family of God. Please, Jesus Christ, Wash away my sins. I know I have wronged you, but please accept me to the family of God, Satan, and your cohorts. I deny you today. I renounce you today, and I declare that I am now a member of the family of God. Holy Spirit, come into my life and strengthen me and help me. Thank you, Father for accepting me into the family in jesus name amen and it's it's as simple as that it's as simple as that and i would just like to congratulate you and say hey welcome to the family yo welcome to the family bro welcome to the family sis sir ma'am welcome welcome to the family i would love to help you out in this new journey that you have just you know started and um you can always connect with me on instagram at the limping helpers podcast on facebook The Limpin Helpers podcast, and I'll be sure to guide you and to help you in this new journey, you know, and to just share with you some of the things, some of the fundamentals you'd need to know, and things that will help you to enjoy your journey. And that is the end of the episode, guys. I really have enjoyed speaking to each and every one of us. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening. Thank you to everyone who still listens to this crooked voice. Uh, I pray that God will help each and every one of us. And that's it from me, this is the Limping Helpers Podcast. My name is T and from me to you, I say Cheers!